Hello and welcome back to Couple of Criminals. This is Mariah. And this is Anton, and we are your average couple reviewing your not-so-average crimes. This episode is number 43 of a 50-part series that we are doing where the episodes are based on a different crime in each state in the United States and are in alphabetical order. So today's case will be based on a crime from the state of Texas. We hope you all had a Merry Christmas. We had a very low-key and quiet Christmas this year, which I think will be the exact words to describe the opposite of what next year's Christmas will be with a child on the way. And honestly, I feel like we can't wait for it. This year prepared us for a year that will never be like that ever again. So now for New Year's, we are not really doing anything either and usually don't do anything. Oh, wait. I just remembered we actually are doing something. We're actually going to a New Year's Eve party this year. We're going to do like the themed charcuterie board night. And then we, the place that we're going has like foosball and stuff like that. And so actually we will be doing something. So instead of me in bed at 7 p.m. on the dot, like I have been, we will be up till midnight most likely. Yes. And I cannot wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And for years, I think I've haven't stayed up till midnight. Yeah, because I always wake you up at midnight. Yeah. I just don't see the big deal of staying up till midnight. It's just another day. But that's just my opinion. Maybe I'm like the Scrooge of New Year's. But we hope you all have a happy New Year as well, in addition to hoping you had a great holiday with the Christmas season. All right, Anton, let's hear your joke for the day. Now, the question is, are you going to give us a New Year's joke of the day, or are we back to your sporadic and random dad jokes? It's actually more like a Christmas joke still. It's still a Christmas joke? Yeah. Okay. Either way, we want to hear it. All right. If athletes get athlete's foot, what do elves get? I have no idea. Mistletoes. (laughs) That's a good one. I like that one. That's going to conclude our Christmas joke segment for the year. Yeah, that will be the last Christmas joke you'll hear from me. Yeah. Okay, Anton, today is actually a case that revolves around a very infamous crime couple. So when I say infamous crime couple, who automatically comes to your mind? Bonnie and Clyde. Okay. So when you think of Bonnie and Clyde, what do you think of outside of infamous crime couple? What do you know about them? Uh, they just like went on like a long thing of like robbing. I can't remember actually. I don't. I think they were robbing banks or something. So you know but... the crazy thing is, is I honestly thought that Bonnie and Clyde were fictional characters. I didn't know that they were based on real life criminals. And man, did they have a rap sheet! And I am about to go through the life and case of Bonnie Parker and Clyde Barrow. Bonnie Parker was born on October 1st, 1910 in Rowena, Texas. Bonnie was known for her crimes, obviously, but also her stature. She was a towering 4 foot 11 inches and weighed only between 90 to 100 pounds. So she was very, very petite. Like I would think of like almost a gymnast. I wouldn't even say very petite. She's like like almost like the size of a, a, a kid. Gymnasts, they may be small in stature, but they are, they are buff i mean they have muscle on her she's only 90 to 100 pounds that's like nothing i would say that's like the size of like a 12 year old that's only 10 times my weight maybe even like a 10 year old (laughs) yeah so 90 to 100 pounds so it gives you an idea of what she looked like physically bonnie had strawberry blonde curly hair and was very studious as a teenager 
However, that quickly changed when she turned 16 and ended up getting married and quickly dropped out of high school. During her time while she was still living under her family's roof, she actually lost her father at a very young age. I believe she was anywhere from three to four years old when he passed. And her mother ended up moving her and the family back into the parents' home. As I mentioned earlier, Bonnie dropped out of high school and got married at the ripe age of 16, which honestly, this is in the early 1900s. This would probably be around the 20s at this point. So I don't feel like it was unknown or unheard of in regards to getting married young. I think it was pretty common for it was around that age. Yeah, even my grandparents got married in their teens too. So I feel like it's it's just she married young and that's what was expected back then. However, she married a schoolmate by the name of Roy, and he was known to have ins and outs with the law. So even though it was common to get married young, the person she married, I wouldn't say was like the ideal choice. After Roy was out of the picture, because they were only ended up being together for a short time, Bonnie was now on her own, and she was forced to move back in with her mother until the next chapter of her life began, whatever chapter that panned out to be. And I do want to mention she actually never officially got divorced from Roy. They simply separated amicably and that was it. And it was stated that when she died, Bonnie, that she was still wearing her wedding ring, but they were not a couple. Interesting. So like legally they weren't divorced. So she technically was still married. When she died. When she died. Mm -hmm. Which takes me to the other person, Clyde. Clyde Barrow was born in 1909 in Ellis County, Texas. He was the fifth child of seven children, so a big family. It was known that the Barrow family was actually a poor farming family, and when a migration happened in the early 20s, where many were leaving rural areas for more urban-centered parts of Dallas, this is when the Barrow family picked up and migrated as well. And during the first part of their time in Dallas, they were actually forced to live under their wagon until they saved enough money for a tent. So when I say they were a poor farming family, they really were in these unfortunate Yeah, for seven kids and they have to live under their wagon. Yeah. I wonder how big of a tent they got. I have no idea. But obviously these living circumstances had a huge impact on Clyde and obviously his siblings, especially his brother Ivan. The two ended up dropping out of high school in order to cause some mayhem and chaos. The brothers started out with petty car theft and then after stealing their first car, the adrenaline that they must have felt kicked in and it kicked in hard and the two felt unstoppable and they ended up robbing a shop on Main Street in West Dallas. The two's reality quickly came to the surface when they were fleeing the scene in the stolen car with the stolen goods and a patrol vehicle saw them and quickly pursued them. Unfortunately, the officer was only able to get Ivan because Clyde was able to run into the forest or trees. He was able to get away. And I'm thinking if there's only one patrol officer, obviously he may only be able to get one. Especially if the people he's chasing does not respect authority, which that's... Which clearly is the case because they already have stolen a car, robbed a shop, and now are fleeing from the law. Yeah. So Ivan ended up being booked in jail and Clyde was not affected by the 
the fact that his brother was in jail for the things that they did the day before. So literally the following day, Clyde went on to rob another store. I mean, literally the next day. Yeah. Dang. So he really had no remorse. His brother went to jail and he's just like, well, I'm going to go rob another shop. Yeah. I feel like that's a good word to describe it. He had zero remorse for what he was doing. So the question that everybody had was how did the infamous body and Clyde actually cross paths and begin their, dis- their destructive path? Well, one evening, Clyde was informed that, now sources deferred on this, it was either a friend of his or his sister had broken their arm. So I can't say exactly, I know, and it's a big difference, but a female in his life broke their arm. So he headed to the home of this friend or sister to see her. And when he arrives, he sees a female in the kitchen who he finds out to be Bonnie Parker. The two quickly connected and went on to spend months together. And this is really when the two became disastrous. Clyde, during the months after their initial meeting, had managed to put together his own gang of sorts, a group of people who were tormenting local business owners by burglarizing them. And where did Bonnie fit into this? She started to get intrigued with what Clyde was doing and ended up as the dedicated getaway driver for some of their gang gigs. Of course, these burglaries weren't going unnoticed and police were quickly catching on to Clyde. And just before he was able to pack up and get out of town, police actually were able to arrest him and book him in jail. Bonnie, of course, who was absolutely infatuated with Clyde, visited him in jail, and the two, along with Clyde's cellmate, put together a jailbreak plan, which included her getting a gun from the cellmate's house and smuggling it into the jail the next day. The plan, of course, went through shortly after, and both Clyde and his cellmate were able to escape in the evening. And I really don't know what they did with the gun, because it never went into detail about because they didn't shoot anyone, they they didn't, like, murder anyone. They just used a gun to be able to get out. I really don't know how they did it. Yeah, that intrigues me as well. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of detail. But nonetheless, Bonnie brought a gun in, smuggled it in, and in visiting hours the following day, gave it to them, and then they escaped that evening. How do you think she smuggled it in? I mean... I just don't know what the security was like, but now you have the metal scanners, so I don't yeah, feel like you can... Yeah, you have like the metal detectors, but then they also, I'm pretty sure... They pat well, you I down. Mean, I mean, I've never actually gone and visited someone in jail, but I'm sure they probably give you a nice pat down, too. I'm assuming it's probably very extensive security measures that they have, but back then, I don't know. And if it was just a local jail, or if they were in a prison, I don't know what the security standards were. But nonetheless, they escaped with a gun. That Bonnie helped get in. Now, like I mentioned, this happened in the evening, so Bonnie wasn't there. So it was just the two. It was Clyde and his cellmate. So shortly after their escape, the two were actually arrested again because they were caught stealing cars and burglarizing stores yet again. Although they were pretty smart to change the license plates on the stolen vehicles frequently, They were still caught because a bystander was able to memorize one of the license plates that ended up being brought back or researched back to a stolen car. And they ended up being brought back to Texas. Clyde ended up being sentenced to 14 years at a hard labor camp on a prison farm. And I honestly did not know this was a thing. Yeah, I think back then they had those labor camps 
Yeah, they, they, it was literally a farm that they had prisoners work at. And that was their sentence. And I did not know that. And this would have been like during the Great Depression time. Yes, it was during the Great Depression. So I, I want to say after that Great Depression, when we entered World War II, they ended up turning those into like the, I wouldn't say concentration camps like they had in Germany, but it was like similar to like where we had held like prisoners there. Yeah. Well, he ended up only serving two of his 14 years at the labor camp because of good behavior. He ended up being paroled. Wow. That's actually insane. To me, I just feel like it's a huge red flag. Like even if you have good behavior after two years, like he escaped prison and went on to do the same exact things literally within hours of escaping. And you think two years is going to change a person? It really doesn't. And I, if he hadn't been paroled, it's a good possibility that maybe Bonnie wouldn't have waited for him. Maybe they wouldn't have gone on to, you know, have the criminal spree that they did. Obviously, we'll never know. But it was stated in the sources that Clyde was actually only able to get paroled because of his mom's advocacy for him. It was said that Clyde's plan was actually to cut off some of his toes to be able to have like medical discharge from his sentencing. But instead, before he could get away with that plan, his mom's advocacy of him being paroled for good behavior ended up being pushed through and he ended up getting paroled. Wow, that like reminds me of like um what's his name oh the writer of uh cinderella who uh who wrote the original ones where she like would try to cough her toes to fit into the oh my gosh i've never heard of that yeah but i mean that's that was his plan he really wanted to be out and he was after two years of incarceration clyde had not changed at all and still wanted to continue on thieving and burglarizing Clyde and his newfound gunman, Ray Hamilton, so this isn't his cellmate anymore. This is a new guy named Ray. They robbed a local store and ended up murdering the store owner. And the wife, who was also there, was able to identify Clyde and Ray. They only shot the store owner, so her husband. The wife was just in attendance. Which now meant the two needed to get out of Dodge before police caught them because they now had a murder on their hand. It wasn't any petty theft or burglary anymore. They now had killed someone. At this point, he told Bonnie, and Bonnie said she wanted to stay with him, so the trio were now on their way to cause a bunch of chaos across numerous state lines. In Oklahoma, they stopped at a local dance, which I'm assuming was a common theme. They wanted to get out and have some fun, and it was the Great Depression, so they didn't assume that there was going to be cops there. And so the three were drinking and they actually ended up being approached by two police officers that were monitoring the dance. And Clyde and Ray both pulled their firearms and shot both officers and fled the scene. They are very, very, I don't know what, what best word to describe for them at this point. like paranoid almost. Yeah, I feel like they're paranoid, but I also feel like they think they're immortal, like they're untouchable. So after this instance in the, at the dance in Oklahoma, the three went on to New Mexico and ended up being pulled over when a cop noticed that they had out-of-state plates, which you have to remember, this is the Great Depression. So it was not common at this time for people to be traveling interstate as much. People didn't have money. 
people didn't have means to drive interstate. And so it was very, very uncommon to see out of state license plate. So the cop ended up pulling them over and he approached the car. And Bonnie and Clyde quickly pulled a gun on him and forced him into the back of their car as their hostage. They quickly ended up releasing the cop who identified the three as Ray Hamilton and the infamous Bonnie and Clyde. And so this is really when, in this instance, when he asked them who they were or what they referred to themselves as, they were no longer like Clyde Barrow and Bonnie Parker. It was now they were a pair and they referred to themselves as Bonnie and Clyde. Now I could go on and on with the crimes they supposedly committed. But here is a rough overview of their criminal rap sheet. Multiple accounts of car theft, multiple accounts of store and shop burglaries, kidnapping, and at least 13 murders, which included killing two officers. With their rap sheet of crimes across multiple state lines, Bonnie and Clyde and their various gang members were on multiple authorities' radar. And I want to mention, they had Ray when they had the hostage of the cop. But their supposed like gang members ended up changing frequently. Ray ended up getting caught, I believe. And then they needed somebody new. And so they found somebody new from Texas. He ended up being bad, ended up getting caught. And then his brother, Ivan, from earlier that I mentioned, he ended up joining the gang with his wife. And so like he, they had multiple members throughout their time as Bonnie and Clyde. But in the end, it only ended up being them two. So like I mentioned, they were on multiple authorities' radar because they had had crimes across different states. And by the end of 1933, the police had captured most of the different gang members that they had had during their crime sprees, but still had not captured Bonnie and Clyde. The FBI, of course, ended up being brought in because of the extent of the crimes the two had committed together. So a specific FBI agent got wind that the two were bunking in a remote area of Louisiana where conveniently they had friends living. And it was known that these friends and Bonnie and Clyde would travel to and from Louisiana and Texas pretty frequently because Bonnie and Clyde's family still lived in Texas and then this couple lived in Louisiana. So with the help of local law enforcement in both states, Texas and Louisiana, and now the FBI, the three entities devised a plan that was focused around a supposed party the friends were going to be hosting in Louisiana. On May 23, 1934, a group of authorities were hiding out in bushes surrounding where the couple were supposed, supposed to be or supposed to be coming back to. As soon as daylight broke, officers heard a car approaching, and that is when they saw Bonnie and Clyde in the vehicle. And this is when open fire began on the vehicle, and both were killed instantly. So they, authorities didn't even try to they just apprehend straight them. Up killed them. It was said that the sheriff or chief just gave the clear to open fire, and so everyone shot at the vehicle. And it stated that Clyde like died instantly and was slumped over the wheel and Bonnie ended up opening the door and then fell out of the vehicle but she was deceased and that is the crimes and lives of Bonnie and Clyde dang I've never actually I mean I've heard of Bonnie and Clyde but I've never actually like heard anything I mean I guess I've never actually read their story me neither i literally didn't know any of this like i said i thought they were fictional characters well i I knew they were real i just thought that they were 
I honestly thought, like I said, I thought they were bank robbers, but. Yeah, and they were much, much more. I mean, to kill police officers. And it it wasn't technically at the hand of Bonnie that police officers were killed. But because she associated herself with Clyde, she was a part of it. Yeah, she became an accessory to murder. Yeah, multiple murders. I mean, it was their gang, so. Yeah. I still cannot believe what they did. And this is in the 20s and 30s. When was the Great Depression? What years the 30s. were that? The 30s, yeah. And so they were. During the time of their, their spree, these store owners had to be in dire circumstances. And they're out there tormenting them and burglarizing them. And it was said that their technique or tactic in their crimes was that they would literally rob stores on state lines. And then get away instantly so that they were now in different jurisdiction. I mean, they really were intelligent robbers because it was mostly robbing. Well, yeah, it was main. That was their main motive. Yeah. And, and then they were shot down and opened fire and that's it. And then Bonnie and Clyde have now gone on to be, you know, this infamous crime couple popular halloween costume like all of these things and they really were this terrible couple yeah no they really yeah i mean i think they even have a show that they made about yeah them and i as think well. they made a movie too yeah well thank you for listening to couple of criminals we look forward to you being back here next week where anton will be reviewing a crime from the state of utah i'm really interested to see how this goes And again, we hope you all have a happy new year as we will be back to you with our next episode after the new year has happened. So until then, this is your couple of criminals signing off.